What have we here? Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I say that again. I said it. Uh, episode one twenty one. Uh, I am Mopar. I'm Commander Cody. I think we got the giggles, but we don't know why. Um, we just got done. I am extra giggly, and I don't know why. Good call. Calling you out. Uh, we just got done recording our extra video for our Patreon members. Um, we go into some like happenings in history between be, be behind between guys, up <laughs> between our history. between the histories of <laughs> Mopars and um, so if you guys want to check that out, head on over to Patreon page. If you're not already a Patreon member, patreon.com slash rogue squad pod. And if you are in, uh, motherfucking patrons, ahead. don't forget to actually look at the shit. Yeah, because it's up there for us, you guys. You're giving us Dateries, and then you're not going on, and you're not getting the redemptions of the Dateries. The redemption. You gotta go there to get the things. Um, so watch yeah. out. So we uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, already on and already patrons of us. Um, if you are a huge fan, which uh, oh my god, I'm gonna forget his name. So we did get a drunken email yes. again, Logan Mars. Logan Mars. It's I couldn't um, forget it because he had a planet as last fucking name. Logan Pluto. <laughs> Pluto. <laughs> I remembered um, it 100%. So we do appreciate him uh, reaching out to us because we always yell at everybody to fucking reach out one way or another. DM us um, or send us an email, Rogue Squadron Podcast at Gmail, yeah. um, which is what he did. So yeah, he something. said he works out, it looks on like a farm. And as he's harvesting the moisture out there, he uh, listens to us danguses. So we appreciate your listens. Um, uh, like I said, if you're a huge fan, uh, head on over to the Patreon page and do it. Classic Skywalker storyline right there. Harvesting moisture, listening to fucking hilarious podcasts. <laughs> Classic storyline. You're, you're dozen for greatness. Either that or you're going to lose a hand on Bespin. <laughs> Speaking of shouting, Scrabota Dones just popped in, said hey. Also, uh, so Land Grant had their three-year anniversary party yesterday. Me and Tommy Boy attended with the Wifely Hobbit. Got this cool little koozie, and that's about it. Some stickers, that's it. That's it. But it was cool. Uh, bands, awesome beers. They took a few of their uh, staple beers and added like different variations on them, like a citrus version of the Greenskeeper and like a triple hop dry goodness of the, uh, the stiff arm, things like that. Uh, it was a fun party. We are doing our beer with them for The Last Jedi, our custom collaboration beer with a brewery in Columbus. Um, November 20th, I will be at the brewery being their intern and their workhorse trying to fucking stir hops and malt and shit like that and learn how the process of the brew goodness works. Intern squad pod. Yes, exactly. Mm. Drunken uh, man labor. But yeah, I got to use my, my koozie from now on while I'm doing the show. Nice. Um, so what we've got for this episode is absolutely nothing. We're going to do some... This is a leftover pod, God. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out pod. of time last week because I was in Denver. So we got to catch up on everything that we missed. 
and continue the speculation squad pod about uh, Last Jedi as we are only 53 days, by the time you hear this, 52 days yeah. away. Less than two months, man. It's fucking... I always I feel like an old person, you know, like old person small talk, like, oh, how's the weather today? Yeah, it's a hot one out there. That's how I feel like when I'm talking about the approaching days of a movie. Like, man, guys, we're only like five weeks away. Feels like that every fucking time. We've been waiting, waiting forever. We're getting closer. And then we like can't believe that we're only six weeks away. And then we can't believe that we're sitting in the theater right now watching the movie. Just feel like I'm repeating myself all the fucking time, but I'm super excited. I am too. Um, I don't have a koozie for my beer. So are you already drinking your beer review beer? I did. Yeah. We uh we had to warm up with some um some battlefield goodness earlier. And then we had to do the Patreon episode. So yeah, I had a uh, a beer or two before we got rolling. I'll show you mine here. So I've got uh Star Hill with two R's because it's extra special. <laughs> um, Star Hill, uh oh. Well, no, the you could you could see the uh, the first letter it's like scratched off, <laughs> so it's resonate. I'm assuming, but it could be pezzanate. Resonate spelled with an O. R e s o. Then what is it? Oh, maybe resonate as in resin, but resin like. I'll have to check one of the other bottles. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's time to do research, quad pod. But it's quick. yeah, it's Star Hill Brewery. Uh, it's their Imperial Red IPA, so it's probably gonna be kind of similar to our uh, Rouge One. I'm gonna look it up here. Star Hill. Why would Red. it be spelled that way? That's what I want to fucking know. What's the brewery you said? Star Hill Brewery, but with two R's. Ooh. Reviver. Well, this is Resonate. Jesus, what is happening? It's, they might have changed names. Resinous flavors mingle with caramel malts. Oh, that's the red IPA. So I'm sorry, this is an Imperial red IPA. Yeah. Uh, So that might be the difference here. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, this is the first time I've seen these guys, so I'm not very familiar with them. And I have yet to drink this, so I am actually, uh, Pretty excited about it. I'm still trying to find it on their website here. Here it is. Yeah, resonate, resonate. Okay. Um, From kind of in a in a weird. It comes in a four pack. So uh, with it being imperial, it is seven point seven percent. So it is a tad higher than normal. Um, Red IPA just sounded good. I've been having like pilsners and uh, just regular IPAs lately. So yeah, Dakota was fucking talking mad shit in the group chat earlier about IPAs. He wrote that uh, essay we talked about last week that, yeah. hey, if you like IPAs, I hate you. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. If you like IPAs, you obviously don't like beer, so fuck off. I have yeah. a Seventh Son, uh, Proliferous. I realized that when I was in the store today that Seventh Son is one of my first like favorite craft rubies in Columbus. And we haven't, I don't think we've reviewed one of theirs in the show at all. No, and it's, and it's hard to say. I don't want to call them like, not average, but it's like everybody knows because they have like their like two like solid beers that they always have. Well, that's what I was going to say is not even that they always have. It's that that's only thing that's in stores is the American Strong <laughs> Ale and the uh, the IPA, which is the Humulus Nimbus. They only have like two beers usually in stores. Look at this kid. Look at this guy. <laughs> I can't. I can melt it just by sniffling it. Um, no, I, I really, really always enjoy, really, really always standardly Super, love. Definitely love and pleasure. 
Seven Son, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I will give you the shout out because we uh, we were still in our infancy, but you were started drinking that, and I hadn't had it like like until six months after you said, yeah. And yes, their uh, what what's their cumulus nimbus? Yeah, that's that so was my first good. favorite one. It's so, so fucking good. This is called the Proliferous. It's a double IPA, eight point two percent and eighty five IBUs. Double IPA, looking like a goddamn kid drew this on Easter morning as the can label. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like every pastel color you can put on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have. I'm on the Star Hill Brewery's uh, website here, and it says about the resonate. Uh, this is an Imperial Red IPA packs hop punch packs. They need to get. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Mopar wrote this. This Imperial <laughs> Red IPA packs hop. Punch and high gravity. That makes sense. You just drunk where you're trying to read it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Resinous flavors mingle with caramel malts used to create its dazzling red color, evergreen and citrus notes. I always like when they put like um, evergreen or like a tree ish cedar fucking, yeah, you know. uh, I always like that. It makes it earthy and uh, it's good. Yeah, I do. So I'm I'm gonna be drinking this right now. Mine oh, says, year of, year of origin. So they made this for uh, this year. Mine says mosaic and a cast of supporting hops give this dipa layers of tropical citrus, tropical fruit and citrus with a bracing pine bitterness in the finish. So there you go, pine, light English crystal malts add honeyed sweetness and a rich golden color. I am pulling a Mopar today and not pouring this shit out. So I don't know what the fuck the color is, but I'm drinking it anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. So these are this is out That's of wonderful. Charlottesville, Virginia, um, Star Hill Brewery. Um, I just took my first sip. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, this is wonderful. This, this is uh, for it, I. I kind of always liked the red IPAs, but with it being an imperial, I got scared that it, you'd know it'd be kind of uh, burning of the uh, inside throat. Well, this is an eighty-five IBU, eight and a half percent, and. It doesn't taste that strong or that bitter. It's balanced so well that like you can... That's one thing about IPAs. Like Dakota, you're complaining about IPAs right now. I feel like maybe you haven't had one that's in the perfect balance to make you appreciate what the flavor is supposed to be. Like this one is... It's extremely bitter and it's very strong. It's a double, but it's balanced so well that you can actually like get the bitterness in there and appreciate it and it actually has flavor with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I this is... I'm right along that. Uh, it actually has a small, awesome. quicker description on here. It says a dank red IPA full of uh, resinous piney hop character balanced by toasty malt. Um, toasty roasties. And this is kind of one of those that I can actually leaf sit in my mouth, like on my tongue, and it's not like over bitter, like burning shit. Yeah. Um, what is the perfect IPA? It depends on how bitter you can take because a lot of people, as soon as you say bitter, they're just like, fuck that. There so, isn't a perfect, obviously, but like Tommy Boy, talk to Tommy Boy in the group chat because he didn't like IPAs for a while and we gradually got him into it because he was like pale ales and we just made the transition. Excuse me. Maybe maybe that might be the, the spot to start is pale ales because that kind of gives you an idea of what an IPA is built on, but it's not quite as bitter and they're quite a bit more drinkable. Or um, try uh, Session IPAs from where I can't I forget where you're from, yeah. Idaho, I think. So uh, you should get Elysian and stuff. So don't go with the Space Dust because that's like an 8%. It's pretty strong. But get like a, a Session IPA is usually going to be a little bit milder. It's lower that alcohol Ranger, for sure. But. New, New Belgium Ranger, they have a Session IPA. That's decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
or something like that. Yeah. yeah it's just, yeah, Plenty it depends on where, where you're at, where you're coming from. Yeah. So when you come to Columbus, we'll have you, uh, you can try the Lance Grant, Land, Land Grant Greens Keeper. I completely agree, Brian. He says, try Deschutes Fresh Squeezed. Yes. Uh, it's a good mid-range. And that one's super piney, and I fucking love it. Deschutes yeah. is always solid. Speaking of, the last time, so we had T-Dot on the last time. was like a fucking long time ago. But we had uh, one of those Deschutes IPAs since he's in Portland. And he was like, I hate IPAs, but this beer is fucking good. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. That's the show. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Uh, I told you I was going to bring up the list of what our discussion oh, topics to, here. To um, it's like I said, it's going to be a leftover episode. You have to read the beer. You have to read the beer. Three. That's um, the whole point of a beer review. Three out of three. I'm also going to say three. It's easier when we're not drinking the same one, and I can make my own fucking opinions and decisions and shit. I just want to make sure if we're going to give a, a beer a three. It doesn't take away from all the other threes because it's. A, I feel like some of the threes are in way high. Like they could be three and a halfs. And then when we're on the border of something, it's just like we're taking away the value of the past three. I don't know. Shut the fuck up. That's, okay. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the love and hate about the three-star rating system. You're forced to make a hard decision. It Yeah, it makes it simple, but it, some, uh, some once in a while, some in a while, Whatever the fuck I was trying to say. Every once in a while, you're going to have to make a tough decision. Tangerine yeah. IPA I had uh, warming up for this shit. The stone. So I'm going to make sure I check that shit in as well. Boom. Excellent. Um, so wait, did you even like discuss how was Denver? We didn't really talk about it in... Yeah, not in much detail. Um, it was awesome. I'm a big fan of the weather. I'm a big fan of the mountains. Uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, it does like the the um, the the city part that we were staying in does feel a lot like Columbus. So okay. it felt like home, but we were in the shadow of the mountains. The weather was awesome. There's no shadow humidity at of all. The Empire, Empire, because it's <laughs> so fucking high up. There's like no humidity at all. It was like perfect. Super super dry all the time. Wake up. It's thirty degrees. By the time it's noon, it's like 70 again. Um, that's my preferred weather. I love that because I love I love when it's cold at night. Um, mountains, parks everywhere, trails, ski hills, fucking awesome breweries. Like Denver breweries are out of control. And I mentioned this to somebody uh, local and they explained it to me because however the laws work, Denver has had, well, I should say Colorado in general, has had more lenient liquor laws for a longer time. So they've been able to establish craft breweries earlier and have them... they they just been around longer doing craft beer and everything. Like every single beer I had, even like Saison's and shit that I'm not a huge fan of all the time, were on point, 100%. Every beer I had was fucking awesome. And there was one there, uh, Lowdown, I think it was called, that reminded me a lot of Actual. Um they had something that was kind of like a photon with a bit of citrus. Like they had a lot of beers that reminded me of the actual brewing um, beers. That one was amazing. But like I said, every every fucking brewery I had there was great. And I went to my first. I don't know if it will actually like appear if I put the phone up to the fucking camera. But the first of those breweries where there's like 40 taps on the wall and you go in and like scan your card. And you make, you just, you pour your own beer for the whole time that you're there. 
So you can grab whatever you want and try a ton of different ones without having to go to the bar every time. Let's see if this shows up. Okay. This kind of thing. So you kind of like ring up your own stuff? Yeah, they just give you like a, uh, a card and it charges you per ounce and you just walk up and just pour as much as you want of any kind of beer that you want. Self-serve. Cool. Yeah, self-serve, which was awesome. Which I've seen those, so it was cool. Uh, it was cool to actually go to one. But yeah, all the breweries were fucking incredible. Mountains were great. Food was great. Environment was great. Weather. Yeah, I recommend if anyone has never been to Denver that you should definitely go. Agreed. So I was in Southern Jersey. That place is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Last I, week. It's been, um, been different the one thing, locale. Yeah. The one thing I did, I was like in the Atlantic City, which <clears throat> I didn't do a lot of work in Atlantic City because uh, it's like extremely touristy. Like even driving in, it was just like, this is clearly like they're trying to be a resort some shit. Like, I don't know. It just looked kind of old and danky. But uh, <clears throat> I did learn something from one of the locals. They said they do have 24-hour beer spots. Um, nice. So, yeah, for it's all day, every day that you can go and buy alcohol. I was like, I, I've never heard that before. Is Ohio, they cut off at a certain time, right? Midnight. Like, you can't buy alcohol past... No, one, I'm sorry. You can't buy alcohol past one unless you're at a bar. And then those are open usually till 2, 2.30. I remember specifically that we were at a party in college. Not us, but just in general. I was at a party in college and we went to go on a beer run at like 12.50. We got to the fucking store. We got all the beer. We got in line. It was one of those self-checkouts. We scanned everything. And by the time the lady actually walked over to check our IDs, it was like 1.01 a.m. and she refused to sell us anything. And we were just so fucking mad. Maybe, maybe it was 201 or something like that. But yeah, I remember there's a, there is a cutoff. So yeah, 24 hours. It changes the game, man. Changes the game. Same game, different rules. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Episode topics here. We're going to be discussing some Baby Driver. Uh, we talked a little bit about Dark Souls. I might bounce some other stuff off of uh, Commander here. Yeah. Commander accidentally saw Kingsman. Um, uh, so you said new office apartment. You're going to be moving here within what? Next few months? Uh, yeah, before the end of the year. Um, and then land grant brewing our beer for November. For the last Saturday party. And I already talked about that. All right. Uh, all right. Want to just jump into baby driver? Are we we solid on two threes? Yeah, man. I, I really do like this. I want to have it on tap at their place. Um, and I wish that they fucking sold more than two beers in the store. Three beers two in the store. Two beers. Oh, well, we can talk about the new apartment spot first because I'm going to be right by Seven Sun. That's kind of why I wrote it down. So anyways, um, yeah, so we're moving. My wife and I are moving down... Not downtown. We always say downtown because it's compared to where we are now in the suburbs. It actually is. But um, down in like short north Italian village of Columbus. So we'll be, if you live here, we'll be on 4th Street. And we're only a few blocks away from 7th Sun. So, and Hoofhearted is another brewery that's like right there in our actual building, which it'll be interesting to try some of their beers. I don't, I don't think I've seen any of their stuff in stores before. I think it's one of those where you have to actually go to the brewery to get the stuff. But I just, I've, I love Seven Sun and I've only been to the brewery itself like twice. So I haven't had a lot of their B 
beers. I've only had like four or five and every one has been great, but I'm excited to actually, you know, try a wide range of their, uh, of their things. So stocked. Nice. Stocked. Um, excellent. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. This is a double and it, it is so smooth. I am pleased. I am more than pleased. No, I'm I'm kind of on the same page because this is close to eight percent, um, and it's doesn't drink like an eight percent. Yeah, which can be scary, but that's why it comes in a four pack because <laughs> you don't want to get fucked and start taking your pants off when you're at <laughs> at the shop over here um, <laughs> with a nosebleed trying to drink beer and with, talk about Star Wars <laughs> with a nosebleed. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Baby Driver. Now <clears throat> going into this, I had heard nothing but good things. Rotten Tomatoes, it was when I first looked at it, it was like one of the highest ratings they've ever had. It was like 98%. It's backed off to 93 for the uh, the critics. So pretty good. And the audience score is an 87. Um, I've seen no scores or ratings. All I've seen is that James Bond and Kylo Ren are in the movie. That's all that I've really seen about it. Kylo Ren and James Bond aren't in the movie. I must be thinking of something else then. <laughs> yeah, it's... Wait, what the hell? Hang on. It's got Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx. Um, Hang on. Yeah, there's no Kylo Renner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of something completely different. All right, hang on. But uh, so it's about this kid, Baby, who basically drives for criminals. And uh, Kevin ah. Spacey's kind of the, the lord that like puts all this stuff together. So they're making money. Um and baby's kind of his yeah Logan Lucky his, his, oh okay thanks backful uh, he, wackful. he's uh kind of the dedicated driver because he's so good um there's a lot of good actors and actresses in this movie that's it holds it together um it's a very it's extremely simple plot wise I didn't think it was too crazy obviously you get like four criminals together and one of them's a kid they're all gonna like naughty like each other so it was like you saw that coming um but the movie was put put together very well uh the soundtrack was the coolest aspect of the movie because you can see in every picture of the goddamn movie you see baby he's got earbuds in um so he's basically he's not a mute but he kind of acts like a mute when he's on on the shit and he's always listening to music so instead of it being an act like a soundtrack <clears throat> it's what he's listening to is basically the soundtrack for the movie that's awesome so it is an interesting so you get to hear like what's going through his well obviously headphones but like what's kind of what kind of mental state he's in too cuz he'll put on some fucking like punk and he'll just start like rocking his head and then you know shit's going to happen cuz you know yeah. He's getting hyped, so the music's getting hyped, and, um, and so that's a really cool aspect. I've never really heard anything like that, and that's kind of a cool way to uh, kind of flip the script. Well, on is that. it kind of like Guardians, where he has that mix CD or yeah. cassette for whatever from his mom? So like it's half intense action score and half that mixtape of like seventies pop hits and stuff. It's yeah, so it's it's like that, but to an extreme because basically all the music all, in, the, in the movie is cool. coming out of his earbuds. I like that. Um, and it also they they play with that too because at one point he's driving and Jamie Foxx like gets mad at him. I forget what the guy's name is, but he grabs his buds and it and it pulls it out and the, the music stops right away. That's awesome. So you you like it's it kind of plays with you there. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a good, good, uh, great movie. I wouldn't. There was nowhere near ninety three or ninety eight, whatever the fuck the the people were saying. It was just very simple. It was fun to watch. It had a cool s- storyline. The plot was very bland. He he like met a girl, wanted to get away, but he owed some fucking money. I don't know. There was cool cars, cool chases, but. The plot just wasn't there for me. It was like, of course he's gonna get it, try to get away. That's his fucking job. <laughs> I love your reviews of stuff that aren't Star Wars or Marvel. Just like, yeah, I was trying to do a bunch of this shit, and I wasn't having it, and I was just fucking doing this as a movie. Fucking, that's what it was. And, but I mean, it's it's straightforward. <laughs> it's baby driver, so obviously he's gonna be driving, and you know he's gonna because for them to make a movie out of it, you know he's gonna get in some trouble. Of course, and he's gonna have to try to drive his way out of that too. Yeah, it's one of those where you can always kind of predict what's about to happen. Yeah. Which isn't the so, worst thing ever. You know, those things always end up in movies because they actually work. So there is one point and I'll, I'll spoil it. It's, it's old. I mean, I bought it on uh, Xbox. So um, there is one point that it actually did surprise me because he kind of keeps hands off. Like all the other three or four criminals will go in and like do all the <laughs> killing and do all that shit and get the money run out. And he's legitimately just the driver. And they, all the other bad guys hate that because they feel like, like he doesn't have like, his hand in the pot, like all right. he is, is the driver. Right. But he's still getting like a quarter of the money or whatever. But um, and he kind of keeps his hands off. He doesn't have any blood on his hands. But at one point, the criminals start fighting each other, and he's sitting there. I think it's Jamie Fox is yelling at him, and the dude's like nuts. Jamie Fox's character's nuts, <laughs> and Baby doesn't want to go. Doesn't want to go for moral reasons, and instead. Baby drives the car into the back of a truck that has pipes coming out of it, and it stabs Jamie Foxx's character right in the fucking like <laughs> chest and kills him. But it was like I, that was like the one thing I oh I did not expect that, yeah. and I probably just spoiled that for everybody that hasn't seen it. But um, so things I mean think shit hits the fans. <laughs> shit hits the f- fans. <laughs> shit hits the fans. There's a lot of fans, <laughs> only a little bit of shit, but it hit it all. Shit um, hits all the fans. Yeah, I I mean, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It was, for, like, outside of, like, the simple plot, I think it was... Um, acting was great. It's Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, you can't beat that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was exciting. Shit blowing up, cool driving. The best driving was, like, the first scene, though. Like he was driving a WRX through the city and doing fucking crazy spins and, and b- f- bouncing the shit. It was like a pinball machine. I loved it. And then like the rest of the movie, he was driving like Escalades. I'm like, this you can barely get out of the fucking way. <laughs> there are a ton of fucking movies that I need to see, man. Recent stuff that like I really need to see. So Baby Driver, obviously I've heard of. Um, Logan Lucky was, was the one that I was thinking of with uh, Kylo Ren and James Bond that I need to see. Blade Runner. Everybody's been freaking the hell out about Blade Runner. I assume... Have you seen the first one? No. I assume we're not going to get it. I I, want to watch it before I see it. Which means I need to watch it soon because it's going to be out of theaters in like another month or so. Well, and uh, Wonder Woman's out already. So I I really want to buy that too. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's been out for a minute or two. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to see Blade Runner in theaters. Um, Now that I've seen Kingsman... I want to see the second one. I so should probably watch get, Kingsman again, though. Well, Sober. okay. But uh, <laughs> what were your what were your thoughts on the Kingsman? Because I liked it a lot. So I don't remember much. I was uh, I had edibles for the first time in Denver, and then by the end of the day, we watched Kingsman. So I don't know if I remember all of the movie. I remember my only complaint being 
<clears throat> some of the uh, CGI and graphics looking a little unrealistic, which I may attribute to me visualizing them as overly realistic than they actually were. So I have no idea if they were actually that bad. But there were a few things like, spoiler, it's been out for a few years. Um, the whole scene at the end where everybody's heads are exploding and it looks like just little puffs of like Play-Doh and shit for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. I thought that looked really, really, really bad CGI. Like by the time I was done with the movie, I thought I texted Tommy Boy and I was like, was this like a indie low budget thing that ended up like being really successful? Because some of the CGI just looked, just didn't look fully industrial fully magic. CGI. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't, it wasn't like fully like ILM like quality, which I guess that's hard to achieve. But I just thought it was, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a little uh, cartoony. But like I said, I may chalk that up to me just being like in a different state of mind, been like, whoa, all this looks fucking crazy, man. So with you saying that, and there's there's a couple obvious movies that pop in that, my head, but I've only seen one of them, and it was somewhat recently. When you talk about like crazy visuals, mm -hmm. and like Pink Floyd, the wall is like, yeah, abstracty crazy visuals that you really don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, but the other one was Across the Universe. Have you ever seen that? Across the Universe, is that the... Uh... I've heard now, the name. I'm, I'm, going off, I'm going off script here. Wasn't that the one... Beatles thing, right? It was the Beatles thing. But wasn't there like crazy abstract... It's like a Beatles... Like, it's like a half musical thing, like Grease, but it's Beatles. That? Yeah, so there's like a lot of acid trippy stuff going on, but yeah. I did not expect that. When I saw Across the Universe, I know it was like referring to the Beatles, but yeah. I did not expect it to be like that wacky of a movie. Yeah. Um, and it kind of follows this guy who goes back and forth between um, it's Britain and, and uh, America, but it's like on a weird timeline kind of ish. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that. So when you talked about like crazy visuals, I don't know why my mind just went to Pink Floyd the Wall and 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 that. But so like I do I said, need to sit there and watch that again because that's a crazy movie. Yeah. So like I said, it may not have been as crazy as I made it out to be, which was the thing. Uh, well, overall, now you got me all hyped, and now I'm shut it off. Turn, turn it well, off. Well, now I, I want to go fucking watch it again, anyways. We're breaking up. Uh, and the second one, I think, is out actually. Uh, the second what? The second Kingsman, or is about? Oh to be yeah, out. no, I think it's been it's out? out for a okay. while. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go watch that. But anyways, I like the movie overall. Thought it was cool. The idea of, you know, the young rebellious dude that doesn't think he has anything laid out for him, and then this awesome spy like informs him that he has this whole destiny to be another English spy, and he doesn't want to live up to it, but then he end up, ends up doing it anyways. Wait, uh, well, how how is? A, can I ask, ask a stupid question? How is this any different than James Bond? Uh, it makes fun of like the whole spy movie thing. I, I know, but you still are a spy movie and you still have like the runt of the pack being the best one. Like 007 was never supposed to be the best one. Like he was always the, the, the guy who never followed the rules. I'm absolutely not the right guy to say yeah, this. I'm, not, I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask the question to. Yes, so. exactly. But I think we don't really see that from James Bond until Casino Royale. Like, we yeah, as yeah. viewers of movies don't know that James Bond used to be a shit fuck and ended up coming of age and being an awesome spy. Like, from day one, he's a badass. And that's it's, how they made the movies back then. So we It's kind of the Han Solo effect where... Yeah, 
Exactly. Hey, you're just a piece of shit until you come across the right people. <laughs> you fucking make the movie with Ron Howard and then you can just see it. <laughs> and then you make Which a Ron actually, Howard. I'm actually fucking excited about that. Like maybe we get to see Han Solo being a little bitch for a little bit. And that would be okay. And everyone's going to be salty freak about if he's it. A little but like, bitch. He's supposed listen, to be badass. You don't understand, you fucks. Kylo Ren is supposed to be a little bitch for a, a short amount of time before he Until becomes he a supreme fucking Revan badass. So actually, it would be cool to see the Han Solo movie. Like, I hope it doesn't open on like Han being a, a kid or something. Like having some cliche, um, cliche shots of him being like a baby and then a kid and then a teenager and then an adult. Like that would be ter- fucking terrible. I don't but think to, they need to. No, it doesn't they don't make sense. To. But for him to be not that great at first, which actually would tie into uh, when we catch up with him in seven. Where Conja Club and Conja Club and fucking Conja Club knows that he's not that great at being a fucking smuggler. Uh, that would play into that too. But so, yeah. so with that, because I'll forget, because we just talked about why I'll forget. Um, if for, for all our Patreon members, if yeah. you're listening to this now, in case you forgot, go to Patreon. I, for, I forgot what I was talking about. But um, with that said, I w- I'm listening to the audiobook of Seven. Um, there is so much dialogue in that scene between yeah. Han Solo and Conja Club and the the Groovian Death Band or whatever Guavian, Guavian, yeah, Guavian Death Band that shows up. The, you know, the bassist starts shooting at him and shit. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've read the book or I started to. I think I ended it um, right before that, like right there, when they, Ray and Finn got off the planet before they got nabbed up by Han's uh, cruiser. I'm so happy they they shortened that. Or maybe did did they lengthen the book just to like make it? Now, that's a question maybe. that I really don't know because I have to imagine that the movie has been like the script has been finalized, and maybe they end up cutting out deleted scenes, but they make it into the book anyways. I really don't know how they how they do that. Yeah, and it's obvious. I mean, it's a book, so you want it to be longer and more in depth. But they they added. Like the first conversation between uh, Laura Santeca and Poe was about triple as long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Finn and Poe was twice as long. And now this one, it won't stop. I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, <laughs> they have to start shooting at each other at some point. Because they just keep going back and forth. They're like, you owe me this money. I'll get you the money. Well, what about that droid? I'll get you the money instead. We'll take the droid. But this is my droid. Where'd you get it from? It's my droid. I told you. And it's just like, okay, guys, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I never shooting. made a deal with Conja Club. Tell that to Conja Club. Yeah. So it's, Tell that to Kerner Club. That's actually one, one the first time like I completely liked the movie better. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. You're saying the same shit. Yeah. Like, give me the money. I don't have the money. Give me the droid. You can't have the droid. We'll tell that to Conja Club. Conja Club's not here. Give me the droid. Yeah, you can't have the droid. Like, Conja Club's fucking, right fucking there through the door. Open the door. Yeah, they do kind of talk about like, uh, which is kind of cool because Conjure Club has always or uh, the Dwavian, the Guavian, what the the job of the Hut Guavians? Gua- yeah, Guavian, Guavian, <clears throat> Guavian Death Gang uh, talks about like I I've never known Han Solo to company a droid, and it's just like that makes a lot of sense because he's never been with a droid ever, and, and he always he's like when C three PO walks in, you just feel 
Han Solo's rage just get to a fucking ultimate level. That's even if so even true. if the droid is even if the droid's helpful, like C three PO is just like, hey, you should probably fix it this way. He's like, shut the fuck up, Chewie. We should fix it this way. <laughs> like he just yeah. So it, it it kind of plays off that, which was cool. But I wonder if we'll see some uh, Han Solo droid animosity in the Han Solo movie. Which oh yeah, that's the big news. We got to talk about that. What the title? Which I actually was kind of assumed that they would make it this title. But the Han Solo movie, by the way, if you haven't seen on Twitter on Tuesday, it's officially called Solo. Solo. Solo so on, on a, a Star uh, on Wars a, story. On a rating, one to three. What, what's your rating on that? On the title? Yeah. Uh, one. One. I'm Full so title. happy you didn't say two because that's that's a bad name. Well, and it's simple, it's to the point, but make a like Rogue One made so much fucking sense. It's not a character, it's like they're they're the, the title of the squadron that like does everything and creates the next fucking saga. You're over here just saying, <laughs> Oh, it's about Han Solo, what would you call it? Uh scruffy bitch. No, solo. Okay, <laughs> yes. Scruffy bitch would have been great. Would have got a lot of sales. <laughs> I um I'm more mad about the a uh, Star Wars story tagline than I am about the actual name of the movie. I think I feel like that's just going to be a part of it. It regardless. is. And the next one's going to because I feel like regardless whoever yeah. the or the next one's what Kenobi. Kenobi a Star Wars story. Like they don't. There's no. There's no creativity behind it now. Yeah, that's the one thing that bugged me. As soon as that came out with Rogue One, not only does it sound like a very kids centric type of title like a star wars story no i yeah that part of it yeah i hear it, you. it sounds very kiddish and i obviously i get that star wars is not like a specifically adult thing so i understand but it just doesn't sound i understand but it doesn't sound like it fits like rogue one a star wars story doesn't really fit it's just fucking rogue one so here we've we've our our followers are getting pissed here. So we got, uh, Dakota said so much potential and they chose Solo. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, completely on board. And handful says Solo equals biggest meh ever. Yeah, uh, I'm completely on board. I, I completely agree because they could have <clears throat> give us like like Rogue One before we watched it. We didn't really know what that meant, so it became a title that made sense. Yeah, Solo is just like, hey, let's make a. Let's make it. Or, or this, what's this movie called? This movie's called Light Bulbs. What's going to be about Light Bulbs? <laughs> I just like, thought of something just terrible. I just thought of something inter interesting with Rogue One. So, from things that we've seen in Rebels, the Rebellion is trying to establish itself as a formal political group, getting bases and planets to their side and trying to make a formal effort against the Empire. And what I think is really cool is that Rogue One finally put a group of rebels that weren't officially rebels, but were still against the Empire. They had a cause that was strong enough for them to fucking get together and go to Scarif and blow this shit up and get the plans and everything like that and get them to Leia. I think that was cool that we finally saw the rebellion actually being like conniving and rebellious and like doing what they need to do exactly instead of trying to make it like a political fucking force against the empire they were actually going like undercover and like black ops stuff that we see with cassian and Jin and everything 
I just, I, I don't know if I even realized that before, before now with the amount of times that I've watched it, but I just thought that was cool. And that symbolizes the title of the movie a lot more than um, that I thought ahead of time. And now I'm thinking as I say that, that maybe Solo was a good choice because when we see the movie, maybe Solo will be like, Han is super selfish and individualistic and like is trying to be by himself on this journey as a smuggler. And then he finally like ends up saving Chewie or something and Chewie gives him a life dead. And then he realizes that he can't be a fucking dick for his whole life in order to survive. And then we see him catch up with him in, in four. I don't know. We got to see the movie before we can really judge the fucking title. But if it's literally just called Solo because his last name is Solo, I'm going to be pissed. Kerner <laughs> uh, said, Daywana Wanga, a Star Wars story, a whole movie based on Bib Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with the Bib Fortuna movie. That'd be awesome. But I feel like, so now with this cookie cutter piece of shit title, <laughs> now like f- from here on out, it's going to be Kenobi. Uh, Star Wars story. It's a bad. It's a very Fat, bad a precedent. Story. It's a very bad precedent to state when uh, a lot of the. So the third confirmed solo, uh, not solo. Sorry, spinoff movie is Obi Wan, and Fett is still rumored, and of course there could be or maybe will be more uh, spinoff movies. It's a bad precedent to set when they're all going to be focused on a character. You're just going to name it after the character: colon a Star Wars story. It's boring as fuck. <clears throat> I can't say it any better than uh, one of these dankses said, oh, Dakota said so much potential and they chose Solo. Yeah. You had so much opportunity for creativity to make something awesome and he just went. <clears throat> the thing that I really like is about Rogue One is that <clears throat> Jin and Cassian are main characters, but it's really not about Jin and Cassian. Like we obviously, Jin is there because we need to feel that that uh, connection between her and her dad and their desire to rebel, but her dad's tied into the empire so they can't exactly rebel. Like, I understand that there's some tie there, but at the end of the day, the story and the purpose of the movie was not about Jin herself or about Galen. It was about the fact that a group of people that were not necessarily on board with the rebellion came to understand the purpose of the rebellion, got the plans, fucked people up, sent them to the ship, and then eventually the Death Star blew up and that was a big step towards the rebellion. So is the solo movie going to have any overarching plot line like that? Or is it just going to be about Han? Because what I think should have happened is like something that happens in the movie itself should have directed the title of the movie. It shouldn't just be solo because it's Han's last name. And obviously Han's the main character. Like, is there something more important there besides Han himself that should direct the flow of the movie? I'm going to tell you right now what we're going to be walking tell into. Tell me right with, now with, what I'm going to walk with, into with, with solo, solo, a Star Wars story. A fuckery <laughs> title. <laughs> Han Solo, the movie is going to be we're going to see the piece of shit selfless or self uh, I'm, I can't even talk. He's going to be so into himself and he's not going to give a fuck about anybody else. He's going to do like a uh, uh, let's call it a mission. He's going to do a mission, be very quest, a quest, Fine. you know, whatever. But he's going to go through it and fuck someone over just to like get more money or whatever out of it. And then yeah. they're going to test him again and throw a wrench into it like Chewy. And so as he goes through it, he's going to fuck over Chewie and then he kind of like starts and it's that seed that like, is it planted in Solo that 
he he does the first good thing he's ever done and he saves Chewie, gets out of it. And that's where we find him all of a sudden on Tatooine where he's still like 99% a piece of shit, but he did that one good thing. And then it kind of spirals into, I like doing good and helping people. And this princess has a great ass. So we'll, we'll get into that. But I, I feel like that's like the cookie cutter, what it's going to be. Now, Mopar could be completely wrong, but I feel like as a character development, that makes sense. I can like picture He that. goes from a pot, like piece of shit to yeah. like 99% piece of shit, but it, he still makes sense. I can picture that. The only thing that I would say is that I do not want this movie to lead up close to four. It won't make sense. Like, I understand the idea to tie the anthologies in with the original trilogy, but... Why, but, why doesn't that make sense? Because it's a completely different actor. You can't lead up to a few weeks or even a year before A New Hope. It's not like it's not going to look the same. That's not fucking Han Solo, man. Like I'm on board with them having a new actor if it's young Han Solo. If Han Solo is 30 in A New Hope and he's 20 in this movie, I'm going to be okay with that. But you can't like lead up and the reason I'm bringing this up is because of Rogue One. Like, we knew it was going to become uh, come before A New Hope, but we didn't know it was going to literally lead up to, at the end of the movie, you see the Tana 4 flying away. It's like fucking five minutes before Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I think four. they, I, I guarantee you, they're not going to lead directly up to it, but what they're <laughs> going to do is, right after, like, he gets with Chewie or whatever the fuck happens, he's going to say, what are we going to do next? And Chewie's going to go, Argh! yeah, Tatooine's, that, we'll, we'll head to Tatooine. And that's where it'll end. No. No, that's too much, man. That's too much because even then, like, that's only six months before they meet up in A New Hope. Like, that, he doesn't look like Han. It has to be a young Han. Or you can't... Like, it's not going to make sense, man. So are you... Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Like, he's got to be, like, I, 18 to 20 to 24-year-old Han. I can accept that by the way he looks and the way he acts. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it makes sense. And then we'll be able to envision like what he grows to by the time we see him in fucking episode four. No one's an a-hole for the sake of being an a-hole. I completely disagree. Uh, f- for the sake of being? Yeah. Well, yeah I, well, some okay, people are. Okay, for the sake of being an a-hole, no, but I feel Later. like people people feel like if I'm an asshole, I can, I can get something out of it and it'll benefit me. Vader is kind of an a-hole for the sake of being an a-hole. <laughs> hey, I can choke you, so I did. Now you're dead. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> I could just demote you, but instead I'm going to choke you across the galaxy and embarrass you in front of your fucking subordinate, and then he's going to get your job. So here we go. Yeah, that's uh, definitely Vader. Uh, Travis Dunn says he agrees with Mopar on a-hole. So yeah, yeah. I think there's... The fact that you're choosing to be an a-hole <laughs> to benefit yourself makes it solely... For the fact of you're just an asshole, that's and you pretty, know it. You're, pretty you're openly, o- openly doing it. Like, yeah, uh, knowingly doing it. That's a pretty Sith thing. Yeah, I could just demote you or just say, "Hey, you're fired." But instead, we'll ruin your entire family by uh, <laughs> eg- exiting your head from your fucking yeah. neck. <laughs> he could just send a quiet memo, and no one a would know. Quiet memo, a hologram. Hey, I didn't appreciate that. You're fired. Just yeah, pack your shit up. Exactly. Hey, don't worry. But about But instead, it. he just went. Stop. Remember that time you were breathing and it wasn't right now? <laughs> exactly. That's forever, bitch. Yeah, man. I'm I'm actually like I'm not I'm not mad or upset or <clears throat> like refusing to see the Han Solo movie for any reason. 
We're all going to see it I'm regardless. Just... So, so you you mentioned something. You, you mentioned something about. Uh, well, and we've talked about it no, in Rogue no, One how no, everything's not black and white anymore. Yes. There's a gray area where the rebels are starting to, you know, do things that you know isn't just like clear cut and dry. Hey, you're the good guys. Also, too. Yeah, no, and I agree. But I, I, I recently saw shit that like, I uh, people were shitting on the newer stuff because of that. Like it wasn't good versus evil, and I'm like, that makes it so realistic because nothing's ever black and white. It's from a certain point of view. Like if you, it, it, like we've talked about, even though I do disagree with your, the emperor thought he was doing good. I still think from his point of view, like he thought he was going to get to a point and like the galaxy might have been better, but he was doing crazy fucking evil shit, um, and he knew it. Just yeah. like the the a hole aspect. The shit itself but, um, was evil. Yeah, but like people were shitting on the newer stuff, just saying like uh, I don't like who's good, who's bad. I'm just like that's the whole like. You're questioning. Oh my God! You, you. There's an epiphany that's happening. You just don't understand it. Like, hold on to your dick and shut the fuck up. Oh my God! A character isn't 100 fleshed out when you see him on screen for the first time. This is terrible. It's not yeah. how it's supposed to go. Well, it's almost like the fact that they don't know who to root for at this point. Like, okay, the rebels are good, but all of a sudden they're they're Dude, killing people. And the thing is, like, you root. F- like when you see someone on screen, you instantly are attracted to who that character is, or you don't like that character and you want them to lose. Like the first time I see Kylo on screen, it's intriguing to me how powerful he is with the Force. And then throughout the movie of Episode Seven, he gets a little less confident as time goes on, a little less strong, less strong as time goes on. And I'm in, I'm involved with that shit, and I like his character more because of it. It doesn't have anything to do with he's a bad guy or he's a good guy. I'm just attracted to his character line as it is. I wouldn't say he's less strong. You just see that it's a flawed villain, and we don't ever get to see that in the Star Wars universe. But I'm I'm just saying more up to the line of that he starts awesome and he ends up losing to Rey. That doesn't make me hate his character. It makes me even more intrigued in who his character is. So what I'm trying to say to people that are watching these new things is (laughs) it's, it's about the characters and the story themselves. It's not about good versus evil. Who the fuck is Ray's parents? Who is she going to become when she finally finds Luke? He realizes her potential, but refuses to train her. And she has to go somewhere else or completely abandon the hope of being a Jedi or whatever the fuck it's going to be. It's and the when, same. when Kylo maybe turns on Snoke because he's being a fucking wrinkled bitch and he won't teach Kylo the, the true ways of the Force. Like, you have to be invested and involved with a character themselves and where they're like headed and their storyline in a movie. It's not about good versus evil. It's about the characters individually. I don't know, man. It's just, I know. It's just, I just it's, said it. It's the same fuck dicks that are mad about the new AT-AT fucking things. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're bigger and stronger. Of course they are. Well, of course, of course they are. What are you talking about? It's like 30 years ahead. They're going to have bigger cannons. They're going to be more mobile. And they're going to be bigger in general. How does that not make sense technologically? I don't understand. It's only been 30 years, but they look similar. I don't get it. Yeah. They're just... They're just they're, yeah. Fuck. But it's like... Stop no, they're going just to pulling, the theater and go it's a, fuck yourself. Get out of here. It's the same It's the same movie. Now, with the, with the whole Starkiller <laughs> base and Death Star, we are on... We agree, but... 
outside of that, like, just come on, guys. It makes sense technologically. If you're in a universe and you have something, and 30 years later, what's going to happen? Well, it's probably going to get better, faster, and, uh, well, if it's a cell phone, it's going to get smaller. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even to your point about uh, Starkiller Base, though, like, hey, we got some fucking giant death systems. They worked. Death systems. Well, yeah. Let's just go ahead and make another one. Why not? Let's do. Let's one up them and just uh, the planet's already there. Let's just build around it. Tommy Boy's pissed. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm salty. <clears throat> those fuckers. They just don't understand. The you don't understand like narrative and like mythology and archetypes they're there for a reason the way that these people are supposed to be introduced and their development over a trilogy it works for a reason the fact that ray is just like luke is on purpose like jj did that on purpose because everyone liked luke for a particular reason like you just got to fucking enjoy the f- I'm just fucking pissed right now. Go talk. It's the it. it I think there. I understand their argument. I don't agree with it, but I do understand it. That like, of course, it's on a desert planet, and she's poor, and she doesn't know what's going on, and she's super strong, and she doesn't know about her family, and it's all. I mean, there are glaring, and of course, you know, it was a droid that brought specific details to her or to him. And it was like, oh, wow. After you said all that, this is this sucks. But at the same time, <laughs> it didn't. Like it was entertaining to watch. It moved the plot along. It created new characters that aren't specifically exactly Luke and Luke and Han. What? It's so dense. Every single image has so many things going on. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, man. I uh, I understand. I understand the complaints. Star Killer Base. And yet another orphan from a desert planet. Those are two things that are just, they're, they're fucking obnoxious. But that's just, those are just plot devices to get to the point of the fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know. I like, just hope I, they're not playing too hard off the, let's gain more Star Wars fans now, which they probably, it probably worked. I don't know um, how you can instead, gain more instead, Star Wars well, fans than you have well, right I'm now. Ju- I'm just saying in a general sense, if if a seven-year-old all has some Star Wars Legos, but has never seen a movie because his dad's a pile of shit. <laughs> and then we showed him episode two over and over and over and over. <laughs> That's Yeah, go to your room, pop in the fucking the, the the v- VHS. Go watch Attack of the Clones, you goddamn bastard. On VHS, you can't watch it. <laughs> you, you Your eyeballs will melt. From all the clonage. Oh, shit. <clears throat> okay. I've had enough of it. We're going to be moving on. I, I don't I just, there, we, we always talk about the, the shit pots that, that shit all over the new stuff for no reason. We, uh, we, we all get it. The shit pots. <laughs> we're getting, we're going to jump into some other stuff that's going to trigger us. So this is going to be a good episode here. Uh, unpopular Star Wars opinions. So I brought this stuff up on. Uh, it's actually Reddit. You're which, trying to move on. We're about to get triggered, pissed. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> I'm gonna start reading a couple of these off that I know uh, Commander's gonna have a shit piss over. Um, so <laughs> only to take a shit piss on the first. <laughs> yep. 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 
right. <clears throat> so All the first right. one, we I actually did. I read a couple of these before we started recording, but uh, these are too good and bad at the same time. So one one person uh, posted: Luke defeated Vader fair and square in Return of the Jedi. Bullshit. None of, th- none of that Vader holding back nonsense. That's bullshit. Yoda, Yoda and Obi Wan wouldn't have encouraged Luke to face Vader if they didn't think he had the skill to defeat them. To defeat him. So this this lends um, truth to two possible arguments. One is Luke is a goddamn fucking Jesus Christ badass that we thought. I didn't think that, but other people thought that. Nope. It also lends credence to Vader eventually figured out it was his son and obviously didn't want to kill him and was holding back during the fight. I think that was the more reliable of It takes stories. so much away from Vader. He is the most murderous asshole. And I know and I agree that the Emperor and the Emperor is stronger, but he does not have the absolute rage until it gets to that point that he's challenged. Vader is just a rage machine. Like you don't even have to like he stubs his toe, three people drop, drop dead on the Death Star for no reason. Like he just fucking doesn't care. He is an energy of hate. He doesn't yeah. fucking care. The fact that 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 Jesus, that that is true. Takes so much away if, if he just legitimately tried to kill Luke and Luke was like, look, I'm up here in the rafters, bitch. I ain't going to fight you. I quit. But by the way, uh-uh, I beat you. No, shut the fuck up. I do wonder sometimes, though. Vader does look like a fucking wounded dog at the end of that fight. But I also chalk it up to goddamn 1977. No, that was 83, whatever. So a lot of this stuff is like, yeah, that happened in 83. But if you think of all the canon comics and books that we have about Vader, no, he's not going to fucking give up like that. So you got to wonder, like, the way it was filmed in 83 versus the full, complete backstory that we have written over the past 30 years of Vader, does he just weaken himself because he knows it's his son and he doesn't want to fucking kill him? There's no weakening yourself. There's you want to kill him or not, and he didn't want to kill him from the beginning. Well, that's what I mean by weakening himself. Like he didn't want to kill him. So like he had he had him in uh, in fucking shackles on Endor. He could have just said, <clears throat> you know what, you've been a big fucking pain in the ass, and I know I know the Emperor said to bring you to him, but if I just fucking killed you right now, we would everything would have ended. But instead, he fucking follows the rules because he's a being a bitch about it. <clears throat> he, if he if Vader wanted to kill Luke. Luke would have ended up a dead and burning body on Endor with the fucking scrub-a-dub Ewoks But then that means that Vader didn't want to win the fight, and then I'm sad because Vader's supposed to be an awesome badass and kill everything. It's family. That's the only reason. That's I know. He was was so entrapped, and that was kind of the core value of Anakin that kept him sane and actually what the Emperor twisted because he wanted to keep his family alive, his wife alive, and his kids and it's a, the key value that he twisted. And then at the end, that's the one that thing that unraveled him. Yeah, it so, was all a test. So Palpatine was trying to figure out, like, can you withstand the torment of killing your own son? If not, then you're not worthy. And I'm going to take fucking Luke and corrupt the fuck out of him. But he did, not, obviously did not expect Vader to turn on him, uh, on, on Palpatine, and throw him down the fucking shaft. Guess what, Va- guess what Kylo did that Vader couldn't? Killed his fucking dad. Killed his family member, yeah. Kylo fucking killing it, dude. I love Kylo Ren. I'm so excited for him. 
Uh, we've got we got to do a big shout out because uh, Logan Mars actually joined us live. Yeah. Um, uh, he he posted a uh, unpopular opinion up here. He said, "I think CG ruined the Hobbit movies. I think the Hobbit movies were bad to begin with. They were but, terrible uh, always, but yes, I agree." Ah, uh, yeah. We it's hard. It was. It's, it's difficult for me not to shit on those movies. Well, as I say, like I, I like the Lord of the Rings, but I'm not a huge like watch them. I probably last. I don't remember the last time I watched a uh, Lord of the Rings. Like maybe two years ago. I wouldn't say that CG ruined the Hobbit movies. I a lot of fucking other bullshit ruined the Hobbit movies. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they had they had a uh, good balance of practical and CG in the Lord of the Rings. No, I, I I do I like your opinion, man. I, I don't I don't have to agree with it to like it. That's that's the that's what the what's wrong with the fucking universe right now. I have an opinion, so do I. Well, it's different. Well, I hope your parents die tomorrow. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> exactly. Like, we can we can have different opinions. We can't Jesus have a conversation. Christ. So fuck yourself. Uh, there was one that I know people were gonna get triggered on. Let me find this. Um. Uh. God damn it! I had oh here we go. Okay, uh, this. I'm gonna leave it open. I'm gonna, I almost call. I almost called him. Whether or not Han shot first is completely irrelevant to his character arc. Fuck you! I hope your parents die. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I am complete, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? That completely like the All whole right, character, the character as a listen. whole. Maybe not. It's a hundred percent relevant because the reason that Lucas changed it in the first place was that he thought it made Han look too savage and fucking yeah. bloodthirsty. That's yeah. why it was changed in the first place. So, of course, it has an effect on goddamn Han Solo's character. Also, yeah. it makes him look like a bitch when Greedo shoots and he fucking moves his head to the side. I heard actually an interesting thing. The argument shouldn't be whether Han shoots first. The argument is that Han shoots because in the original Greedo doesn't fucking fire at all. Han just shoots. Doesn't fucking bob his head to the side like I can't even do it. That's true. It, there's, it shouldn't <laughs> see be Han shoots first. It just says just Han shoots. Yeah. They should just say Greedo's dead. <laughs> Fuck Rodians. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's here's a, another big one because that's an obvious like yeah. I, I, I don't think anyone's arguing against that uh, outside of this dangus but yeah i think it, it does change everything it really does because that's the first time you see him yeah even before he talks to anybody right Jesus, no. man no no he's getting up to leave after he talks to obi-wan logan's that. pissed as fuck right now <laughs> um all right so we've got uh, this one's gonna trigger a bunch of people <laughs> i'm ready this guy says i like hayden christensen's acting as anakin Really, I do. His vocal delivery is actually very precisely calibrated to match that of Darth Vader in the original trilogy, which is a fascinating choice by the character. He plays it low-key, but brings up the drama level when necessary. Um, I think that a lot of the hate towards him is a result of... is a general dislike for the prequels. His acting is easily as good as Carrie Fisher's. I, I, I've never heard that argument because it kind of almost is. A lot of her shit is very cringeworthy. Um, like the the whole... 
peeking around the corner on the Set fucking tan, Tantive 100. <laughs> I think a um, lot of the, the prequel shit is the script. No, and I completely agree because even Obi-Wan or uh, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McDonald was like the perfect choice for Obi-Wan. And he is Obi-Wan. But yeah. uh, with that said, Hayden is is Anakin. That's how I fucking pictured him. That's like he it, he embodies like, it. Complain, complain as much as you want, but like Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Alec Guinness is old ass Ben for a half hour until he fucking evaporates. But Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Hayden Christensen is Anakin. Yeah. Until he turns into Darth Vader. Well, the same thing with Qui-Gon and Mace. Like, you don't see any other act. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. When I say, when I say Obi-Wan Kenobi did this shit, you picture Ewan McGregor going out there with his fucking leotards and doing it. Yeah, I uh I know I had a streak on the show, like episodes like 20 to 40, like way back in the day where I was piss poor bullshit about the prequels but like I've watched them alongside seven and the original trilogy recently and it's just like they're just different it's always just different complete eras of filmmaking which is you got to remember that's part of the um of the process it's like what was filmmaking like in 99 when they released episode one and the whole prequel also, trilogy like it's whoa, it's so whoa, whoa, but fucking different like, man the matrix you gotta well, think graphically. Yeah, graphically, you can't fucking you can't fuck with episode one, man. Like in '99, if you go watch Phantom Menace and then Matrix back to back, like just calm the hell down, man. That shit was a great movie. But I'm I'm talking more about the storyline and the uh, the acting and when people say like like I've heard before, episode one is 20 minutes of content poured into a two hour movie. I'm just like whoa, 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 whoa. You've seen episode four, right? The original, where they spend a half an hour in the goddamn trash compactor. You've seen that movie, haven't you? You've seen yeah. that shit, right? Calm the fuck down, man. Episode one is, in if you watch it in the correct light, it's fantastic, man. Just watch the movie with no baggage at all. It's great. Fuck everybody. <laughs> uh, I got a Logan uh, Mars says that he'll be back later. Listen to you. Gillian's tomorrow at work. <laughs> and he said, I hope your parents live. I never <laughs> be called said, Gilligan's before. I love it. Gilligan's. <laughs> I even said it wrong. I said, I said Gillian's. Gilligan's. That's funny. Um, all right. Let me find a couple more here. Yeah. Let's get more pissed. <laughs> uh, wow. People are mad at that Hayden Christians. <laughs> people are. Kerner just said. Guinness, Alec Guinness doesn't have an English accent at all. The motherfucker's English. What are you talking about? He doesn't really, though, when he speaks in a movie. How drunk are you right now? I'm a little bit. Why? Not you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Lord Kerner is fucking on acid right now. <clears throat> um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Ooh, this is a this is a hard harsh one too. Right, let's do it. Practical effects are overrated. Ay, they're not overrated. I wouldn't say they're overrated, but when you're talking about practical effects from 77, 80, and 83, they can look bad. They can. And while they though, made right? a lot of fucking sense, if we saw it in 77, 
It would have been like, holy shit, that is a Yoda walking around talking about people. That's not a valid argument, though, because that changes every fucking year, man. Like, Avatar it's, does not look as good now as it did when it came out in 2007 or whatever. But that's not practical effects. I'm just saying effects in general aren't going to look that same way, except for the year practical that they came out. Practical ones all, do. No, they always get better. Even practical no, they don't. effects. Look they at Uncar Plutt. No, they don't. It wasn't practical effects. He looks he looks like a 1977 Yoda. He looks like a puppet. <sighs> That's his own fault. <laughs> for for, for being that species. goddamn falcon. He's pissed what species? What species is Ankar Plutt? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, I have, I have a ship now. I got the quad jumper in X-Wing. That's my <laughs> What does he yell? <laughs> we might in that quad jumper. The gobble crow do. loot, crow loot, the crow loot species, a hawking aquatic sentient species from the planet Cruel. He's aquatic. Yeah, he's living on a desert planet. No wonder he's pissed off. <laughs> he comes from an aquatic planet, and he's living on a goddamn desert. Yes, you're correct. Of course, he's pissed as fuck always. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Anyways, fuck. I'm not gonna talk about Ankar Blood all day. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just think nerds are savage, and they have obviously nothing better to do than complain about whatever comes out that they go see and spend money on anyways, and buy the Blu-rays for and analyze and watch twenty times, but they just want to complain about it anyway. Suck. Here's one that we actually uh, agree with. I like the EU novels more than the movies. Um, it's- okay, it's a hard... All right, this is the difficult discussion because what constitutes, at this moment, what constitutes EU? Tell me. Well, true, but any any of the stuff that was like novel before episode seven is well, EU. Because like, obviously, KOTOR stuff, older Republic stuff, Bane... Plagueis. Plagueis, like the, the Darth Maul books, um, some of the Clone Wars books with Mace and Yoda. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. But there's a lot of new Jedi Order stuff that's pretty fucking absurd that I'm not mad about isn't canon anymore. And that whole thing about like Palpatine has a clone and then there ends up being like a dark side version of Luke, but his name is spelled with two U's. It's Luke... Like there's some goofy <laughs> shit that I'm I'm pretty happy is not in the storyline anymore. So you have to kind of define what's EU and what's canon. Pissed. You could say like a version between legends and canon because there's there's a lot of EU canon stuff like the Phasm book and the the Leia book, Bloodlines and Battlefront and stuff like that. I don't know, man. It's all shit. I hate Star Wars. <clears throat> yeah. So this one's a it. very unpopular uh, opinion, and I actually agreed with it at one point, and I I probably still do. Uh, this guy says, "I think Darth Vader's helmet looks stupid," <laughs> and I've I've we've talked about this because of Darth Vader's bug eyes. It bothers me. <laughs> it really does. You've talked about his bug eyes. I don't dislike his helmet, but I 
I can't stop noticing the neck flap now that Rogue One is out. I hate I, I, the I just fucking think neck overall, flap. I really think overall his helmet just is very iconic. I like his helmet. And I don't I don't dislike his helmet, but I just don't think it's as cool as any other helmet. Like I like Kylo's helmet better than Vader's. The bug eyes and like the triangle small mouth that juts out. He and it maybe the whole aspect of that was to make him look less human at that point. So he looks a little more droidish. Cause he's supposed to be more machine now than Dick. But <clears throat> that might be the episode of the podcast. <laughs> Happening. I, no, no. I like Vader's helmet. Even now, I'm looking at it right now. The I like the flap, physical helmet part. The I think that part looks cool. His face, nope. I've always had an issue with. Nope. Nope. I like it. Okay. The neck Unpopular flap, opinion, the man. The neck flap is unfucking forgivable, but I like his helmet in general. Yes. Yeah, it's something about it. The bug eyes. In the mouth jutting forward, it looks almost like a World War II gas mask. The way it juts forward, and that, that might it might be based off of something like that, but it's never been my favorite. Revan, Kylo, I love it. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that I like Revan and Kylo better. I but like I, the clones. I don't, I don't clone hate. helmets better. Well, yeah, you can't top the clones. Fuck everything else. Piss. Now we're already clones, down to what, you have four or five. Else. Yeah, if you don't have clones, you have nothing. I like. I like. Uh, Still a chance to say <laughs> I like Lando's helmet in, in the Return of the Jedi better than this. Yeah, I want that motherfucker's helmet. No nah, man, I like I like Vader. I like it. You know right, what I, I right. did see though is a motherfucking Black Series Vader. So I, I was trying to claim that you know the Black Series stuff looks better. Yeah, that's great. But fucking Vader had a, a sash, a velvet fucking sash that went from his cape. Over his armor down to his belt in the Black Series one that I saw. And I was like, I'm not going to buy this. He doesn't have that in the movie. Why would you add it to the goddamn action figure? It makes no sense. Here's another quick one. Uh, someone says, I'm fine with midichlorians. I'm fine. Hey, I said that. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Next. Yep, Commander's unpopular as fuck. Next. Uh, no, I, I I think it works. I don't think... I think the, the fact that they had to um, describe how the Force works is shitty. But the way they did it, I'm okay with. I just felt like that that's, that's like a core of Star Wars. You don't need to know how the Force works because that leaves it more mystic. I will say in the defense that episodes four through six. So the original trilogy is obviously a little more mysterious. Part of the goal of the prequels from what I've seen from Lucas was to go back and explain some things in detail. And with that regard, if you think about the prequels in that light, explaining the midichlorians, I don't think it really takes away from that thing. Doesn't take away from the force. Like that was kind you, of. You know what's like. You, his, you know what's like, interesting though. Well, tell me about what's interesting. So Qui Gon was Qui Gon was the midichlorian queen. So he was like the yeah. one that like talked about it and yeah. described it and actually told Anakin about it. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah. do we really think the Jedi talk about midichlorians and how that shit works all the fucking time? Because as the Jedi Order died off, I assume the reasoning behind <laughs> the force may or may not have 
died off. Because I don't think for how for how dumb or I don't know. I'm just gonna say it. I don't think the Emperor knows about Midichlorians. I feel like he's just mad. Yeah. Do you think that's a an open known thing? Yeah, like fucking goddamn well, Adams. Well, and, and to shit on my own story, uh, Plagueis was a Midichlorian king, yeah. and he fucked with it all the time. But that's that's also non-canon right now. Well, true, but I just think that the uh, the prequel trilogy was a. <sighs> all right, so. It seems to me that the prequels were a chance for Lucas to go back and explain in detail the entire purpose of his universe of Star Wars. Like, I guess it's it's really hard to say without being there, like on set and stuff with him in the 70s as to how he actually felt about it. But it seems from the way that they were shot and from like the freedom that he got from the studio, like back for the original was like it was a huge gamble and he was restricted in, in terms of what he actually showed versus what was in his head about this whole story that he concocted. So the prequels seemed like a chance where he was finally in 100% complete control. It's his script. It's his movie. He's directing. Everyone has to adhere to his rules about the universe. And he had a chance to go back and explain in detail everything that he wanted to just have as the foundation for Star Wars. And he did He did that. And that's where people get fucking pissed because it's way different from the originals. I get that. But uh, but yeah, in terms of the midichlorians in that sense, I think it was just him trying to flesh out in way more detail than needed to be there the fucking Force. Here's another quick one. I don't want to uh, hear it. Well, it might not even be that quick. I don't want to hear it. All right, let's go. The Jedi were vastly overpowered in uh, the prequel trilogy. I I think it makes sense though, because we're supposed to be talking about like the the peak of the Jedi Order. So I feel like while I do not not wholeheartedly agree with that, I do think you have an you have an idea there um, because they're just. They're gods. They walk in, take shit over, walk the fuck out. Like they're on, they're basically untouchables. As long as I can say that they were overpowered, but they still fucking lost to Order sixty six. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and that was going to be my le- legitimacy yeah. of that part is the, the fact that it was regular clones taking them out, clones and not fucking around, man. Non non force sensitive people taking out Jedi, especially Jedi masters. Like Plo Koon was killed on that shit. Was Ayla, was Ayla actually a uh, master? Yeah, she was. Um, so yeah, we're talking she about died. Jedi masters that were taken out. Because I think it makes okay. sense with like Sidious taking Mace out because he's like arguably number one of the uh, most strongest uh, Jedi. But like obviously Yoda's been around for two hundred more years. According no, to five hundred, five hundred more years. It's Yoda. Yoda. And then Mace, and then Dooku, actually. Oh, okay. In terms of lightsaber combat skills. Yeah. I mean, you can't put Obi-Wan up there because Dooku made him look like a bitch twice. Twice. <laughs> and Anakin only beat him because he was pissed as fuck. Well, then Anakin should be above him. My doubles, my powers have doubled since the last time they count. Then, like I said, Anakin should be above Dooku. Why didn't. Maybe. Why didn't Stupendous Full of Dicks talk about that? Well, maybe he did, and you don't know. 
<laughs> we got to have him back on because uh, we got a lot, a lot of questions of up in here. Yeah. Sidious didn't defeat Mace. Ooh, piss. Someone's stabbed me or hammered. <clears throat> I got I to gotta pause. Keep talking to the fuckers. I don't want to talk to these guys. Guys, you know what happens. Commander's got to go do what he does. We don't want it. We don't need to talk about it. Hammered. Oh, man. We're going to be wrapping up here probably in the next 10, 15. Appreciate everybody being on. You guys are awesome. This is our live shows have never been this active. So we appreciate everybody being on because this is fucking awesome. I'm not saying anything else. Sidious did not defeat Mace. Yes, he did. Anakin defeated Mace. Is that your argument? Is that your argument? You're 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 suggesting that Sidious was actually trying against Mace? Because I don't think he was. I don't think he was. These guys are all so hammered, clearly, because they're unforgivables. Sidious did not defeat Mace, but he should have. No, Sidious defeated Mace. One way or another. Maybe it wasn't direct, but Mace had him on the ground (laughs) because Sidious allowed it. Handful must be hammered because he said Mace defeated Mace. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I'm pissed. I got you. Vapod plus uh, Shatterpoint. Yeah. He's undefeatables. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think he did. I still think he did. I'm what I'm doing right now. I want to know because I've seen this uh, this graphic before. Let's see, Rotten Tomatoes. But I want to take an actual quick look at it. So Rotten Tomatoes, Star Wars. They've got to have them all on here, huh? I hope. Hope. (laughs) I just want to quickly look at... uh, If we were going off their rating... They have episode four as number one, right? No. Let's see. Episode 4 is at 93%. Episode 5 is at 94%. Oh, yeah. Um, episode 7 is 93%. So they actually have episode 7 tied with episode 4. Nice. Uh, episode 5 is the top. Uh... Revenge of the Sith is 79%. That's not bad. Not terrible. Rogue One's 85%. So they're saying five, seven, four, Rogue, six. Mm-hmm. Ooh, these dropped drastically. Uh, three, two, one. 
three, two, one, and then the Clone Wars movie was at the very bottom. <laughs> Is that right? Where's one at? Fifty five percent. They're saying it's that bad. They're fucked. They're complete fuckers. One is so much better than two. I no, I th- I think we've turned a lot of people over to that because people. I think people shit on one more actively, but when you look at two, come on. I uh, I it wish just there doesn't was, hold up. I wish there was a way around that because you got to think like that literal hate on the hate on one is because Star Wars had a giant freaking. It had baggage in the good way. It had good baggage with it. It came back in 99. And it not... It, I, I don't want to say it didn't live up to people's expectations because I couldn't tell because I was 11. But it, it was completely different in so many ways. So people were instantly just like fucking pissed about it. Just like Regardless seven. of the quality of the movie that it was. It just, just like Seven. Yeah. Even worse, actually. It's different. It's a different movie. Well, I should say, Seven is... The hate for Seven is worse. Because you make the original trilogy... I feel like I'm fucking repeating myself every fucking week. You make the original trilogy. Yay, everyone's the best movies ever. Make the prequels. Hey, this sucks. It wasn't the same. Make Seven. Hey, it's the same as the originals. Well, you copied that <laughs> shit. What the fuck? I'm pissed yeah. about it. Yeah. I, yeah, bit, I, I bitched for 15 years about the fucking prequels. And then you tried to help me remember my childhood. And now I'm pissed. Yeah, I just feel like I've talked about that for years and years and years and years. Episode 8 has like a, a pre-rating of 99%. I'm going to rate it 130,000%. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like it. I don't care. <sighs> I don't know. I like it. Awesome. All right, you danguses. We're going to be winding down on this one. We appreciate everybody that's been... Uh... Oh, we've got Team Jahami. I don't know what that means. Uh, in the uh, comment section, we've got a bunch of Danguses, great peoples up in this bitch. Fuck yeah, um, Danguses. Thank you guys for tuning in, episode 121. Jesus, guys. Let me tell you about one time that we started a podcast three and a half years ago and we got to 120 something episodes. <laughs> uh, well, I don't remember any of it. I, I don't even. We here to do a podcast? What? Who are you? I don't get it. Where am I? Um, last I just, thing. I can't believe how much hate there is. All right, go ahead. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell... Oh, we got Jahami. <laughs> if I watch now, does that mean my drive tomorrow will be boring? Oh, Jahami, who are you? Team J... <laughs> yeah, so, you, are you, guys, you uh, a listener? Yeah, we, we, like, we like people that shout out and say something. No, we appreciate everybody tuning in. All you live fuckers are awesome because we, we well, as we, me and uh, Commander bounce shit off of each other, we we have the uh, peanut gallery over here tuning in and uh, announcing truths in the uh, comment section. So if you guys want to catch us live, you guys can head on over to YouTube, Rogue Squad Pod or Rogue Squadron Podcast, and you'll get a little uh, notification when we go live, which has been it's Sunday so nights around true. 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. So, so true. Um, I met up with Commander once at Frank's so in right. Cali. Team I gave Jenny. him nux and left. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was that dude. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I can't believe you walked away. So when I was at uh, Frank and Sons, that like uh, nerd swap meet 
in LA when I met Deadpoolio and JD80, 40, 30, fucking 80, 27, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Riley and shit. Um, this dude tweeted us like that morning. He was like, yeah, I want to meet up. And I was like, cool. And it's like, I'm in fucking aisle 8B. And he walked up. He's like, hey, Commander, what's up? And we fist bumped. And then I turn around to look at a toy and then I turn back and he was gone forever. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. Like he tweeted me so many times to make sure we, that we met up and then he disappeared instantly. Jahami he was... fucking vanished. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here, man. I wish we would have had a chance to chat, man. Frankenstein. Awesome. Yeah. That's Finally, the, the unknown soldier shows himself. <laughs> the unknown soldier. I so, love it. Oh, all man. right, guys. We're gonna be tuning in now. Thank you guys for tuning in, Rogue Squadron Podcast. Last but not least, our uh, beer reviews. Commander, what do you got? Proliferous from Seventh Sun. It's a double IPA that doesn't taste like a double IPA. I recommend it. Three stars. Mopar's got Star Hill Brewing, their uh, resonant Imperial Red IPA. Three out of three stars. Very extreme drinkability. With uh, It's about the same, about a, uh, just under 8%. Um, but yeah, smooth, not as bitter as uh, most of the other IPAs. Very, very good. Blended well. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> Remember that one time that we did a podcast and it just ended and we're still doing it? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs>